This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Field Notes brand. USA made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my good friend, Brian Hooley Houlihan, and he talks to me about his love of beer. Who don't love it? Plenty of people, but uh, I think it's wonderful. We had a great conversation about all the different beers that we love, the different breweries that we enjoy, the uh, types, what makes each type what it is, which was really fun for me to tap into. Oh, boy. The pun starts here. Uh, it was really fun for me to tap into and just go like, wait, how do they make these? Like, what makes an IPA an IPA? What makes a porter a porter? And he knew his stuff. He's basically the beer equivalent to a server sommelier as he gets into, which is so interesting. Like, he's not just some frat bro who will tell you about... Miller High Life, even though he'll be that person too. <laughs> he also really knows the stuff, and he really loves what goes into the science and um, the uh, craft of brew making and uh, finding the right beer for the right person and loves working in the service industry where beer is concerned. And it was just really, really fun time to kind of pick his brain about it. Um, Huli and I have been working on another podcast together for 13 weeks now called Sports Retorts with Huli and the Joe. And if you have even a modicum of sports fandom, I encourage you to seek that out. You do not have to be some sort of fanatic to enjoy this show. I know this because I don't consider myself a sports fanatic, and I really enjoy recording it with he and another past guest of the show and fellow member of the Neurologs, Joe Gennaro. I kind of act as their announcer, and they act as, uh, you know, talking heads. They they essentially do uh, weekend update-style bits at the top of the show where they write just kind of one-liner jokes about the week in sports. And then they do a segment called Walk-Ons that's a, more like a John Oliver-type uh dive into one topic of sports. It may be as simple as breaking down uh, the first 10 picks of the NFL drafts, and it has gotten as intense as one week we talked a lot about uh, sexual harassment lawsuits in the uh, NCAA system. Like, that's it, and that's not something that I brought to the table. That's something that they and uh, Hooley... I think especially, but Joe too has done a really wonderful job of wanting to make it a really conscious show and not just, hey, let's talk about sports. But they they really get at the biggest issues of being a fan of sports. And I really, really appreciate about those guys and, and really love being a part of something that's not just, 
you know, who won the NCAA tournament last week, but gets into, like, wage equality for the women's national soccer team. Like, that's really cool. I really appreciate that about him, and I really appreciate Huli as a friend and uh, collaborator because he's so conscientious and uh, really cares about people, and I think that comes through in this and in that other show. So, uh, like I said, if you have any sports um, interest in the least, check it out. I think you'll like it. I think there's enough comedy in there and enough context for uh, even passing fans to enjoy. Or maybe, like, you wish you knew more about sports or were more interested in sports. I really think it's a good entry point for that, too. There might be some stuff that goes over your head. There's certainly some stuff that goes over mine. I don't really care about basketball, so often I kind of lose track of being able to contribute to those parts. But uh, here's a a long-winded plug for that show before you even listen to this episode. Bad form, I say. Uh, If you want to listen to other podcasts, this one is a part of the Chicago Podcast Co-op. Another fitting show to plug here at the top is another fitting show in the Chicago Podcast Co-op is Alka Hollywood. It has alcohol in the title. Clint, Jared, and a guest talk about one movie each week, old or new, good or bad, and create a custom cocktail and drinking game for it. I should certainly hope there are some beers in there. There have to be beers that fit movie titles. I mean, we covered a wide gamut of disparate movie titles. Or movie titles. You idiot. I am also recording this late after I finished recording the episode with Huli. So I have had two beers, one of which was a pretty high ABV. So I'll blame my misspeaking on that. Uh, we talk a lot about beer names, specifically like craft beers from small breweries and how fun and weird they are at times. Um, so there've got to be fun ones of those who would pair up well with a film, uh, not film related, but TV related. The Nerdalogs are producing and I am performing in a show coming up in May that I want to start plugging and getting on your radar because I really, really am enjoying the rehearsal process for it. And I think it's going to be a really fun, solid show to come check out. And I just want people to come see and put butts in seats. It's on Saturdays in May at 10.30 p.m. at the Playground Theater. It's called Attend the Tale of Danny Tanner, a full house musical. It's uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's a murderous romp, kind of poking fun at the full house structure. Um, it's a show that past guests of the show and fellow member of the Nerdlogs, co- uh, Katie Johnson-Smith, co-wrote a number of years ago and uh, mounted to wonderful success and has really been chomping at the bit to do a remount and saw Fuller House as a Wonderful opportunity for that kind of uh, stirring up a, a little more traction for the idea in general. And man, the cast is really wonderful. The whole creative team has been a joy to work with. I can't speak highly enough of this, my early experience in this uh, silly show that's just like, man, it, it's really fun to, to be back on stage in a, in a 
legitimate musical like this um, get a chance to sing and act among people that I really appreciate and enjoy. So, uh, again, that is Saturday nights in May at 1030 at the Playground Theater at Belmont and Halstead. So go ahead and mark your calendars for that, my friends, because it's going to be a really fun time. And you're not going to want to miss it. I just know it. Something else you're not going to want to miss coming up more quickly than that is this Sunday, April 17th at 7 p.m. at Some Office 1917 North Elston. This month's edition of the Nerdlogs Your Stories, hosted by, or it's hosted by us. It's always hosted by us. It's always hosted by the Nerdlogs. But. This month, our special guest is Scott White here. He's a veteran Chicago storyteller. He's bringing some friends with him. The theme is, I thought I knew, and I think that will lead to some really wonderful stories. So if you want to check that out and haven't yet, I encourage you to come to that show. Something else I'd encourage you to check out and think about is that the Neurologs have recently launched a Patreon. Uh, It's kind of like somewhere between a Kickstarter and an NPR pledge drive. Like, it's an ongoing monthly uh, donation to us as a group to help us continue to produce the things that we have been producing over the last six years. The group has existed and uh, help us launch into more consistent more like bigger projects and uh, a bigger platforms that uh, some of the biggest limitations are um, things like day jobs and financing uh, buy-in costs and starting into things like it's just this whole thing has been a labor of love for a long time, so uh, this is a really easy way to um, contribute to that labor of love, I guess. So if you have it in your heart to uh, financially support something that you've enjoyed for a while, this podcast has been a part of the Nerdalogs, uh produced shows for for almost its entire existence. So if you're a fan of this show, then you're a fan of Nerdlog stuff. It's just that simple. Um, so if, if, if you feel the, the desire and pull to contribute to that financially, or even if, if you can't afford that and don't want to make that commitment, but you think you have some sort of rich benefactor friends who'd like to support the arts... And, like, maybe make a Facebook post or tweet out the link or anything like that. It's patreon.com slash nerdalogs. If nothing else, go check it out. See the things that we really want to be able to pull off. We had just a little bit more support behind it. Um, And if all that sounds self-serving and shitty to you, then just ignore it and you don't have to have anything to do with it. You know? Our thing is not affecting you if you don't want it to. Thank you so much for listening to this. I'm sorry for the length of length of this intro. This is easily one of the longest I've done in a while. And I kept the show so succinct, I thought. So, of course, I had to go and fuck it up by talking way too much before I even let you listen to myself and my dear friend, Huli, throw back a couple and talk about our, honestly, mutual love 
of brewskis. Oh, Thank you yeah. so much. Hell yeah. I'm going to be on mic talking about Nas Forts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> what just happened for like 10 minutes? That's what though? I was going to say. But before this, I, I think that's just like where my brain went. <laughs> I was like, why did I start telling this? Oh, because like I equate Huli with sports now. <laughs> because I'm sitting in this room with Huli? <laughs> yeah, straight up. Like, because I'm sure I would have told you and Joe like the same story if it had happened before the game yesterday or before we recorded yesterday. <laughs> Uh, my guest today is Brian Hulahan. Brian Huli Hulahan. Oh, thank you. The the the, the Huli wasn't necessary, but I can never introduce myself that way. Really? Oh, I can't. I I can never be like I'm Huli. I'll be like I'm Brian. Or if someone's like, Hey, this is my buddy Huli, I'll be like, Yeah, I'm Huli. Gotcha. But meeting but people at first, like, I just sincerely can't. sincerely introduce yourself as Huli? No, I didn't give it to myself, but I feel like it has the same air of like, no, dude, call me Diesel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, um, like, Mike Jando, who's in the Nerdlogs, mm-hmm. like, nobody knows that guy is Mike. Like, everyone calls him Jando. But yeah. when he introduces himself to people, he says Mike. Like, yeah. that's yeah. so, I think that's really common for people who have nicknames that are that ubiquitous yes. even they can't like take themselves seriously and <laughs> yeah, i mean it's not that i don't i mean like my you know my mom took the time to name me brian right sure it's a long complicated uh epidural filled process for her <laughs> is there anyone in your life who consistently calls you brian as opposed to huli uh it it depends like not within like the chicago comedy community like mm-hmm. i have like a couple of friends from college like sure. uh high school because it, it really didn't come about until i got to chicago yeah but since then whew, just wildfire yeah i i feel like any but it's kind of nice though like oh yeah you great. say hooli and everybody knows yeah. who you're talking about oh hooli cool <laughs> yeah hooli like i know I, that loud mouth didn't, didn't you mention at some point that most people don't realize that your last name isn't actually just hooli yeah, no, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, it's Huli. Like, no, it's it's Hulahan. There's a whole other name, and you're going to spell it really wrong from the Huli moniker. Because my last name is Hulahan. Right. And so then most people would be like, oh, like the restaurant, oh. H-O-U-L-I-H-A-N. And oh, I should write that date. H-O-U. No, that's not how oh, I spell oh, it. That's right, because it's just H-O-O-L-A-H-A-N. That's what I thought. It is. But then most people call me Huli. So, like, no, one, it doesn't matter. I'm Uli. <laughs> uh, and we're taking a break uh, on, on Mike this time around from our usual exploits on uh, Sports Retorts with Uli and the Joe, which you should definitely check out if you haven't thus far, uh, to talk about beer. Yes. Which, I mean, beer and sports. Hand in hand. Yes. <laughs> it's not it's not too far away from the uh, no. apple ain't falling far from the tree. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the Venn diagram on that one's pretty purple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the origin of your love for beer? Um, I mean, like, I really didn't start getting into beer until I started working at a craft beer bar. That uh, makes sense. Um, I mean, like, I had drank beer. I had had good beers before craft stuff i mean as far as like sierra nevada and 
because that was like like some, widely marketed. Yeah, craft. that like when I started getting into craft beers, like uh, this would have been two thousand seven, two thousand eight or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Sierra Nevada was like top of the game. Sam Adams was really crushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three Floyds was making a name for themselves out here, but there really wasn't like it hadn't exploded like it is now and did you already live in chicago at that point i did live in chicago i had started working at a bar that is now closed called small bar there is one open on logan yeah but i worked at the one on division a little bit but mostly the one on fullerton when did that close the one on fullerton closed i don't know they sold it to another beer bar beer bistro Uh which i briefly worked at as well um I feel like it's not important. I feel like I've been to one of them, but I didn't think it was the Logan one. The Logan one actually is a small bar. It is a very, very small bar. That's how they got the name. And then, like, the Division one is a little bit bigger. It was on, like, Division and Damon. And then the one on Fullerton was a full-on barn. Like, (laughs) I mean, you could have – I mean, you could have 50 people in there, and it would still feel super empty. Jesus. It's so big. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely echo the fact that I, I didn't work for a uh, craft beer bar, but I did, like, definitely discover, more, like, the wide breadth of opportunity of beer drinking that I had when I came to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, mostly because it was like, oh, I went from college to, like, actually living in a big city. Yeah. And it's and it's also like not even like going to a big city as well. Like your wallet changes once you leave college. Very it's true. like because I made decent money right out of school because I worked a really shitty job, so they paid me well, and that was like <laughs> all I did was just drink really nice beer. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, uh, speaking of nice beer, I actually uh, I brought some. And yes. Before it warms up or does whatever it's going to do, uh, let's go ahead and crack a couple. Yes, please. Uh, the first one, I brought a couple. The first one that I brought is uh, um, one of my favorite styles that's coming up right now is the Goza style beer. Uh-huh. And this is going to be a salty German style beer traditionally. Love it. A uh, little bit of like lemon and tart in there. And then it usually finishes salty. But this, however, is the Anderson Valley Blood Orange Goes, where they, or Goza, where they put in. Uh, blood orange juice into the brew with it, giving it a much more citrus uh, quality to it, a little bit sweeter than the typical Goza style, but super refreshing in cans. It is a summer crusher. It sounds amazing. I'm really excited. And it hangs out. The Goza style usually hangs out at like four, four and a half percent. And this is right in that sweet spot at 4.2. I made a mess, but it was it was worth it for the yeah. For you the have sun. to have the effect. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, it's uh, uh definitely tart. Mm-hmm. It's tart, and like I said, you will you will get that salt finish on the back end for sure, which almost makes you want to keep drinking it, putting you <laughs> into a vicious cycle <laughs> of alcoholism. But like, it's super refreshing, and like the Gosa style is becoming very much more popular these days as. Sours are starting to mm. come. T- I mean, not come, starting to. Uh, sours have come to the forefront a little bit more than they have been. I can see that in years past. I can't. I wish I could remember 
I'm really bad at having a beer that I'm like, oh, this is good, especially if I'm at a craft beer place like that. Oh, sure. And they have flights or, like, the place I've had the most different beers recently was at um, Haymarket. Oh, yeah. In the West Loop. And their flight, they have, like... Two ounces for like a buck fifty. Mm-hmm. So you just order like four at a time and yep. just try a bunch of shit. So I never remember what the ones that I actually liked were. And at that, yeah, half of them are like seven percent or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, it's really good. Oh, exactly, money. exactly. That doesn't really help remembering yeah. them either. Uh, that, that's why I like this style so much. Like lighter and AVB, super crushable. If you want to get drunk, there's always shots. But like for me, not every single beer needs to be like. Crazy hopped, 100 IBUs and 10%. I mean, I love a big double IPA, but, like, time and a place, bro. Totally. And I think, like, going back to my, like, first, you know, year or so, like, six months or so in Chicago, uh, that shit got me in trouble. Because I'd be (laughs) like, man, this Belgian beer is delicious. I'll have three of them. Oh, all of those were 9% alcohol. (laughs) Cool. So I discovered what a Belgian triple was. Yeah, like, I'm fucked. Uh, Like, I fell for La Fin du Monde really fast. That's a triple. It's (laughs) delicious. It's sweet. It's really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's multi goodness. It goes down real easy, not super heavy on the body. Yeah, that stuff's great. But it's like most of the. So the other like side of things that I like are porters and stouts, which good yeah, uh, those are like my two sweet spots, like Belgians and mm-hmm. uh, porter mm-hmm. stouts, and uh, those are harder to. First of all, like they're heavier in general, so even if you yep. have low ABV, they're still gonna be heavy, and like that's you know something yeah. you're committing to. Yeah, and if it's a high ABV and it's heavy, then it's like a double like punch. You know what I mean? Yep. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, because like the I mean the first uh this one the one that we're drinking very light, mm-hmm. crisp, clean. The mouth feel or how heavy it is on the tongue is very light. It's as really a, good as opposed to like a lot of stouts where it is like it's almost like swooshing around your mouth like a milkshake before For you sure. swallow it. As opposed to like oh this is bubbly water. Yeah, yeah. It's like. One, it's just like a step up from a Rattler or something like yes. that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which I appreciate, you know? Yeah. Because if it's hot, I don't want to drink, you know, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, even though I think Breckenridge Vanilla Porter is delicious. <laughs> we have it on tap at my work right now Ooh. on Nitro. So it has I'll, that, like, yes. that super full... I'm going to have to come over to yeah, for sure. Kaiser Tiger. Yeah, come out to Kaiser Tiger. <laughs> Man, yeah, I love that shit. And nitro would just be yeah. kicking it up another notch. Yeah. And the, and the nitrogen, what that does essentially is the nitrogen bubbles are smaller than the uh, than the CO2 bubbles. Uh, and when you carbonate with CO2, it kind of like churns up the beer a little bit. But when you carbonate it or when you nitrogenate it, I should say, because the molecules are so much stronger when you're pushing it through, it churns the beer up even more. Oh wow! Similar to like a uh, like a hand crank cast that you've seen on maybe on some bars, where if you see a bartender like constantly pumping and yes. pumping and pumping till it gets a beer, yes, that's using straight pressure and the beer is turning and you get a very full mouthfeel on that. The nitrogen, the smaller bubbles, are essentially doing that at a tiny molecular level because there's so many more swirling through the beer itself. 
It's that's just giving really it a fuller cool. feel. I yeah. had no idea that's why it was that different. I yeah. just knew it was smooth like a fucking baby's butt. <laughs> oh, I love anytime I see a beer uh, that's like on a nitro tap. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm on the fence, you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, then it's going to be that one. Yeah. You know, like I'm between, I like this stout, but that one's on nitro. Exactly. Nitro. Like, even if it's something, even if it's just like a basic, like left-hand milk stout, I think is a solid beer, but you put it on a nitro tap and it totally kicks it up. And that's one of the, actually that beer is really one of the most popular. That on, doesn't surprise like, me. Like it really on the nitro taps, like it really did. As much as Sierra Nevada Pale Ale carved out that niche for a lot of people on, like, what craft beer is, mm-hmm. uh, the Lefty Milk Stout carved out what it is to be a nitro beer. That really doesn't surprise me because that was probably the first thing that I saw being as widely, oh, put, yeah. like, put yeah. on nitro taps. Yeah, I mean, I have worked at bars where they don't put it on specifically uh-huh. because so many other bars are like that's oh, our nitro craft they're we want to set ourselves apart we're yeah. gonna find other dope nitros like the breckenridge like the old chub uh from mm-hmm. oscar blues that we run a lot but like have just been like no other bars are gonna run that we're gonna give them different options it's not a bad call from my experience no uh that's awesome i already love this um this beer's great, and uh, sours I think are hard to make. Uh, like it's easy to fuck up, <laughs> in my opinion. Sure. Like I've had some that were just straight up too sour. Sure, like a Flemish Red or the Jacobin de Rouge specifically, like anything that's like, whoa, mouth puckering, like yeah. bottom of a bag of Sour Patch Kids, and like, <laughs> oh god, was that beer in there too? Yeah, and it's like you you don't want to drink a whole. Like you don't want to drink, a whole, pint drink of that. a whole pint of that, <laughs> but a fan of sours would probably be all over it. Yeah, I guess that's where beer exists in general. Yeah, and th- and that's why I love it is that there are so many varied styles. Like we've only talked about ales, but there are so many varied styles of it. Is that like you got the you know that sour tart happening with the goza, and then like. <laughs> that will happen. I was so gonna say. Me. I feel like that comes with the territory. <laughs> I, I pulled my mouth very far away from the microphone. I'll try to. If I see you, I'll try to like give you a, <laughs> a, a cough button. <laughs> That's literally what these are supposed to be for. Or like, it's they. I think they might in the like, uh, you know, radio mm-hmm. lingo call them like cough buttons. Well, they're burp buttons just, tonight. But they're deaf. They, in my experience <laughs> in podcasting with you, and I will say this about myself as well, that they're definitely more flagellants buttons <laughs> than cough buttons. That's so real. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's because it's late. I think it's because we usually record late that we, like, the three of us have just had enough time to be, like, eating all kinds of bullshit all day. <laughs> and it's, like, just starting to work itself out. I, I think it speaks to how comfortable we are oh, around each other. that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so, like, in your uh, experience, have you ever – have you had to um, – like, has this all kind of been stuff that you've picked up along the way? Have there ever been times where you worked for a bar and they were, like, gave you a book and were like, hey, read this, like, learn this shit, be able to talk about it? Like, or is it just Oh, this? yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, when I worked at Small Bar, yeah. um, 
we all they required us to be uh Cicerone beer server certified. Nice. So Cicerone uh server is the first level. Uh there's three. There's beer server, Cicerone, and then master. No one's a master. There are thing I think maybe like a dozen of them on the planet. Wow. Like it's nuts. Uh, there you are. You just a, have to have like encyclopedic knowledge or some shit. Oh, it's nuts! Dang. It's absolutely nuts. Like what you have to do, and like not like this type of hop grows here. Not only are like the Helitros the uh, you know official German hops, but like what are the variants thereof, and like blah blah blah. Good it's lord! Just nuts. Uh, and it's then like being the highest tier of sommelier. Yes, I'm sure there. Th- that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and then like sommelier. Uh, I think too, because there are different levels of SOM as well, mm-hmm. is just like the Cicerone uh, second level, which is like you have to know like keg mechanics, the three tier distribution system. Like they will give you like uh, SRM, which is standard reference uh, method of a color. That's like the color of the beer. They'll give you an SRM, an IBU, and an ABV. And you have to, like- and you have to be like, it's probably this beer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, like, they have, like, flavor tests and all that stuff. But the first level is a much, much, much more scaled-down version of that. Sure. It'll be like – I've taken it. I've taken it twice. I took it for myself, and I took it for an ex at one point. Really? (laughs) Yeah. She knew her stuff. She was fine. But I was like, yeah, I'll take your stupid test. That's really funny. Uh, What bar was it that she was, uh, like, working at? Uh, Just out of curiosity, Farmhouse. Uh, uh, Farmhouse is a fantastic beer bar as well. They only I think I've heard of it. They only do local stuff, so they pull stuff out of Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan. Anyway, so there's a beer called uh, Tasting Beer, and it's so comprehensive and so big, and deals with like everything. A what? A website? Oh no, it's a it's a book. Oh, you said a beer. Oh. (laughs) And well, I was like, I don't know what. No, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, it, no, it's a book uh, by Randy Mosher <laughs> called Tasting Beer. Got it. Uh, and it really is like the beer drinker's bible. Like it has like style guides. It has pairings. It has the history of cool. like Germany, uh, Belgium, obviously like French stuff and like stuff that was brought into the Americas as well. Like it really is like really comprehensive. And they were like, study this. Get your Cicerone certification because anyone who works here has to be beer server certified. Got it. That's really cool. Yeah. Because I, as someone who often goes into, you know, well, I, I feel like I will rarely order a beer uh, without, like, asking about it. Sure, like, sure, sure. Or, or if nothing jumps out at me, I'm definitely the kind of person to be like, these are what I like. Can you recommend something, you know? Oh, so yeah. So the more people can answer to that, uh, the better for me. And that's that's how I start my spiels at my tables. What do you I like? Also serve. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, hey, guys, uh, we have a very large beer list. We got some stuff that you might not know, that you might not see. Like, hey, Brian. Also, I'm Brian. I normally drink Blue Moon, but I don't see that. What's up with that? Sure. Well, we carry a much better beer than Blue Moon. Yeah, in right. Our like I can give you a beer that you'll like more than that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You're gonna tell me there's a beer better than Miller Lite? Yes, sir, there probably is. <laughs> yeah, but Miller Lite's so crisp and clean and it's like, all right, great. You like Pilsners. I get it. Let I me show still, you a better Pilsner. Exactly. It's not like 
that guy who is only wants to drink Miller Lite is going to enjoy like the best Belgian beer you could offer him. No, like you still have to get in the same range. Yeah, absolutely. That's and- how Eric is. Uh, my boyfriend's mm. like a little pickier about his beer tastes than I am. Like he he's so hop averse. Uh, and uh, but he loves Yingling, so like anything Ugh. in the like I I like Yingling too, Ugh. but anything in the like amber like category mm-hmm. is like he's all over it. He, sure. I, like and he has great taste in like well maybe not to you, but uh, it's all subjective. Yeah, but uh, you know it's just in a very specific sure, like sure. type of yeah. beers. No, that little bit sweeter, super light, crisp. Easy oh drink yeah, in. he can't. He's not. Uh, it's got to be pretty light. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yingling is, uh, I believe, now the largest craft brewer in America. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I don't, I'm not close enough on the. Uh... That's fine. I tried to turn my head away. I'm also chugging this Goza. I'm almost Yeah, done. I was trying to, because I knew you had some others. I was trying to get through it a little. Well, I got a, I got a six-pack of that, and then I got a four-pack of something else. Nice. So I don't know when you want to start getting into other things. Whatever, man. Cool. Yeah, I'll grab a, because you said you like stouts. Yeah. All right, cool. Let me know when, uh, let me know when you're done and you want a second one. Cool. Okay. Um, so you, I love that. I love that you've had to, like, actually study this stuff for jobs and, oh yeah and i know i wrote it off of my taxes that year really yeah i'm like i'm a bartender Pff, write that test off can it's uh because you, you have know, to pay to take it yeah like uh yes i officially paid for it and wasn't reimbursed by my bar at all government great that makes perfect <laughs> sense because i wasn't about to ask why wouldn't the place that hired you <laughs> just pay for that for you it's crazy that you had to pay for that yourself, and good job for you for writing it off on your taxes. <laughs> uh, well, that's really cool. I mean, that's that's something that I'm sure just – it's kind of like when I took a film class in college. Like, I already liked movies, yeah. but now I watch movies in a slightly different way yeah. and in a slightly more informed way. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. But and that's, I, I mean, that's, that's something that I always try and do. Like, yeah. that's why I started homebrewing as well to like, just gain that next step, deeper knowledge of like, what's happening, like, cool, like, just even going through and like, getting fresh hops and like, putting them in hot water to release the oil and be like, oh, this is what this one smells like. Oh, that's what that one smells like. Like, do where do you like order hops online and stuff like that? Where do you get all your? Uh, there's a I go to uh, Brew Camp on uh, I think it's Wilson and Damon awesome. right there, right off the Damon Brown line, and they don't necessarily always have fresh hops. Those only come around every so often. Uh-huh. Most of the time, I mean, like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, you're gonna brew with hop pellets, which are the hop flour grown and then crunched and condensed. Gotcha. So it's just uh, someone making it, so those are a little bit more like. Uh, easily yeah. sellable and yeah, plentiful year round. Because I mean, the hop cones themselves are like all about the size of your thumb, mm-hmm. and they're like pretty uh, airy and like not super heavy. And mm-hmm. like a lot of times, these recipes are called for like. I mean, just think of it because that and cannabis are in the like super same family. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes you'll get um, think of it like fresh buds trying to brew with like two ounces of that versus like compressed ditch weed 
Sure. So it's just like a time saver. Like that not that sense. the hot pellets are ditch weed, but it's like compressed. It's not like necessarily that. like quality based, but j- quantity. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you don't need it to look pretty like and a bud fluffy. Isn't the same amount as like shake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're just compressing sense. it. It doesn't need to look pretty. You just need to be able to brew with it. That makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. How often do you home brew? Like, have you ever made anything any good? Yeah. <laughs> I've made a lot of stuff that sucks. I have made some stuff that's good. Yeah, I, I just feel I don't say that to like question your own ability to do it. I just feel like it's so hit or miss. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking chemistry, and it's like, mm. uh, I mean, there are so many ways that you can go wrong. I've done miscalculations on my. Uh, so to carbonate the beer, you have to put priming sugar in as like the very last step before you bottle it. I've done miscalculations on my priming sugar and gotten beer that tasted great. But was just flat. Oh. Um, I've brewed where, uh, and the difference between. I've had one of those too. Yeah. I, it was like very power. I think Joe might have made it actually. Joe it, Bruce? Uh, I think it was like he had a kit that somebody sure. had got him or something. And he like brought it to a Nerdlogs thing because he was like, here's this. It's just okay. Like yeah. it, it was super clovey. Like the flavor was right, but it was very flat. Yeah. And, but it was like the clove was way too strong for most people. Like you yeah. had to actually kind of have a penchant for that flavor to begin with. Yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> no, and that that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, I did I did one where the flavor came out pretty right, but <laughs> I brewed it what I thought was at 155 degrees. So you mash all of your grains at 155 degrees uh, on average, we'll say. Uh, it can be 152 to 158, but like at like 160, you start like basically burning off sugars. So you're breaking down the carbohydrates to bring out the sugars. And then at 160, you start burning all the sugars. So my thermometer was five degrees off. So when I thought I was mashing everything at 155, I was mashing at 160. And the final product was like this, like super awesome IPA at 3.2%. Oh, gotcha. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, that's so like. But I've done. I've had some great success. Uh, last summer, I did a a wit style with uh, basil, honey, and lemon in it. That sounds amazing. That was so good. That, that, I would I'm, drink the shit out of that. I'm absolutely making that again this summer. Make it again. Invite <laughs> me over. For sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it to the other podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say, or just bring us some. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. That's so cool that you've been able to, that you've done it enough that you've been able to kind of like experiment with different varieties. What are, what are the biggest, um, I feel like most people know like what all those different types like taste like in terms of, uh, you know, most people who drink beer would know the difference between like an IPA and a porter, for instance. Sure. But like, what are the biggest factors that differentiate those beers from one another when they're being brewed? I mean, so there's uh, – I mean, really, there's three factors mm-hmm. that will give you the different flavors. Uh, three and a quarter because we'll say water and the minerality, but water is almost negligible. Sure. I mean, uh, that's not you, true. That's when not you go to the uh, Guinness storehouse in, yeah. um, in uh, Dublin, they tout that shit like – so much. Well, then why is the Guinness we drink in America brewed in Canada? <laughs> huh? Huh? 
That's right. But, but like, I mean, that's part of it. Like, this, uh, the Ghost of Style, like, they love the high selenic uh, water for it just because it can affect flavors. Mm -hmm. But the three big things are malt, hops, and yeast. And that's really it. And it's about finding a balance between malt, hops, and yeast. And the malt is going to give it the sweetness. The hops are going to give it that bitterness. And it's all about finding that balance or lack thereof in between the two. And then the yeast, depending upon what you're brewing, an ale or a lager can infect it. Infect, excuse me. Affect Affect, it. yeah. Yeah. uh, Greatly. And even then, like... There's Belgian yeast strains versus, like, uh, traditional – now traditional American yeast strains that are, like – some of the Belgian ones are a lot, lot bigger, and you'll get, like, everything from, like, blue cheese and socks. Wow. Flavor to, yeah. like, almost nothing. So it really is those three things, which are – I mean, there's an old German purity law that some breweries still adhere to that you can have water, malt, hops, and yeast, and that's it in your beer. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So where in the process would the most, like, flavor – like, you said you made stuff with, uh, like, honey and basil. Mm-hmm. Like, where does that come into play? Uh, so you can put that in, uh, like, when – probably – I think I did it during the mash. So, like, when I when I'm putting all of my uh, grains in – I'll throw in the honey and I'll start boiling in the lemon and like put the basil in as well. Maybe I did at the end. I'd have to look at the recipe. I don't quite remember. I was just more curious than anything else. Yeah. Um, and like, so I mean, like certain ones, like hops are probably the most powerful. Sure. Of them. Because you'll do like, I don't know, if it's an ounce of hops to a pound of grains. Like that's still like the proper ratio. I mean, for the depending last, on what you're making. Yeah, depending upon what you're making. Wow. I mean, and that's not even like super accurate, but that's just like to give a disparity between the two. How strong it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense though, because beer is basically just like drinking liquid bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's super real. Uh, all all too real for those who drink too much of it and form bread bellies um what was I- but that's why like the, there's a lot of times when they say like uh like like you say your man is adverse to ipas and there are a lot of people that are adverse to ipas and it's like well ipas are pretty easy to brew yes if you start fucking it up you can just throw more hops in that is exactly the next thing i was gonna bring up is that i've heard that one of the reasons that ipas became so popular especially early on in the like craft brew boom was that they were just easier to make good ones because it was easier to cover up fuck ups Mm -hmm. man and that's why a lot of people right now everything that i've been reading and seeing and kind of where the trend's moving is uh pilsners and loggers Mm -hmm. are the next easiest no it's the next avenue because they're so difficult loggers are Loggers are exceedingly more difficult to brew <laughs> than ales are. Like, uh, to get the color right on a lager, like, to get a good clarity on a lager is much more difficult. And because, like, 
the IBUs are so much lower, the International Bitterness Units. I was just about to say, you've used that a few times, but... It's International Bitterness Units. It's uh, basically what you measure to see how much hops, how bitter, how much you've used to, like, put it all in. Mm -hmm. Like, big, huge, palate-wrecking double IPAs are going to be at, like, 100. Regular IPAs, like, 50, 60, and then it's just going to get, like, scaled down from there. But it's not really... I feel like I've noticed since I started kind of semi-paying attention to IBU listings, because a lot of craft places will have that listed, Yep. Um, that it's not necessarily hard and fast in terms of like, oh, this is pretty high IBUs. It's going to taste really hoppy. Like, if the balance, I'm yes. sure there are other ways to balance that out. Yes, with the malt, because the malts are going to be the sweet in, in it. So that's going to be, like, the sugars that you're releasing, how much is left in and everything else. So it is about, like, finding that balance. That's why when you see, like, uh, something that is, like, 100 IBUs and it's like, oh, that's hoppy. That's, you know, that's obviously a big beer. It's also going to be boozy as fuck because they had to put in so much malt in, oh, the, in the malt bill going to, into it. To take the bite out of it. Yeah, to take the bite out of it. So it's like, fuck, they threw a ton of fucking malt that in there to balance out that hop. That's why it's so boozy. So how does that translate to a, uh, like a tripel or something like that? Or I mean, you can just keep upping the malts, uh-huh. uh, which will up the final ABV on it, and you don't necessarily have to throw in a ton of hops. Oh. There's also ways to do it like... Uh, if you throw in the hops earlier on, it'll be in there and it'll be present, but it won't, like, be, as be summarized as much. And, like, yeah, by the end it won't, like, when you add hops to a brew, you add them typically every hour, half hour, ten, five, and, you know, last minute of the brew. And cool. you're getting a lot of the flavor from that last ten, five, and minute. That makes sense. Like, that's where a lot of the punch is going to come in. The other stuff is going to bring out a more, like, floral aspect to it as opposed to, like. More subtle. Yeah. And exactly. That's, and that's probably where the, the Belgian stuff would exist. Well, the Belgian stuff also uh, gets some of its flavor from, like I said, that yeast. Those Belgian yeast strains right. can be so big and funky sometimes. Word. Uh, what are some of your... Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Do you know this one? I saw the uh, label. Um, I know they have more than one kind, so I don't know uh, which one you've brought here. Oh, I went looking. This uh, we are referring to the Off Color Brewery's Dino S'mores, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. a, a what do they call it? A Russian Imperial Stout brewed with natural flavors and cacao nibs added. I've also seen it called a Marshmallow Stout. It's. I tried this for the first time at Lincoln Hall. Yeah, and it was really great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I think that was still on mic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, they did release a coffee version, which I tried to find. That's what I was thinking because I think you told me that. The uh, coffee one's crazy. They sold it in two packs. Like, it's pretty tough to dang. find. Dang. Yeah. I think you told me that after the first time we talked about this. Uh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so this is, again, one of those uh, 10.5%. Um, and you can see on here the IBUs are 40 which is about right for a Russian Imperial to try and balance out that, um, balance out all the malts that are in there. But if you double that up, like that's when you'll start getting high ABV and a lot of hop flavor, and it'll taste it. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and what I love about Off Color specifically is on the side of their bottle, 
Yeah. They list everything that's in there. Like, I love that. Like malt, pale, Vienna, wheat, uh, caratou, extra special, flaked oat, dark chocolate, black, roasted barley, hops. They just use the nugget hop. And then secret ingredient, marshmallow, vanilla bean, molasses, graham flour, and cacao nibs. It literally has the ingredients yeah. of a s'more. That is insane. That's so cool. Yeah. I really, really like Off Color. I don't think I've had a beer of theirs I didn't like. I love, I love Off Color. They did a three, and a, when they first started, they did a three and a half percent Russian, quote unquote, imperial stout. Really? Which is just nuts to make a Russian imperial sessionable. Like, that. it's just bananas. Yeah, yeah. I can't, fuck, I'm so bad at remembering specific beers i've had two or three recently that just like blew my dick off but i'm not gonna re- be able to remember what it was one of them was off color did they do they have one that has wolf in the title or la, la. the wolf yeah that yeah. i had that at haymarket and i thought it was so good yeah. it was just like one of the best like all-around beers that we tried that whole day and i had a friend in from out of town who works uh i think he works in the uh liquor industry so he was like really excited to try a bunch of more local beers oh sure and i was like dude we have to get some off-color ones and he was floored he was like this is awesome that's the best beer on this table and i was like i told you dude this brewery is the real deal so like it was really fun to get to be like and he was teaching me about uh citra hops that are apparently like really popular right now so hot right now citra's so hot that's like exactly how he was talking about it He's like, yeah, these are everywhere. Like, if you ever can find a place where they say they have citra hops, like, you gotta try that beer. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is. It's a. I mean, it's. A we ci- got one, and it was really good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, three Floyd zombie dust, mm. which I'm sure everyone has heard people yeah. like jizz their pants over. I it's like, a um, single hopped, using exclusively the citra hop. Gotcha. So people go fucking Lady Gaga for it. Uh, I like zombie dust. I like some of their other beers better. Oh, I love some of their other beers better. I like, uh, I think Alpha King is a better beer than Zombie Dust. Sure. Personally. There's a lot of people that agree with you. Yeah. My favorite beer by them is the uh, Ham on Rye. Oh, I've never had that. Uh, I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but it's a smoked rye beer uh-huh and it tastes like a motherfucking ham sandwich. i was gonna say i bet it tastes exactly it how it sounds tastes like a f- it's so fucking good that sounds delicious to be real yeah when uh you get it when you smoke malts like if you put malts underneath the smoker and then brew with them it brings out a savory umami flavor mm-hmm. which is just meaty basically <laughs> um and so they did it with rye, and they got a nice, like, spice to it combined with all the savory umami goodness, and they made a beer that tastes like a ham sandwich. That sounds awesome. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of – I've had too many Three Floyds that were, like, really, really hoppy. Yeah. Um, but the ones that aren't are the ones that I like better. But, like, even – like, a lot of their stuff is. Like, Gumball Head, they even say is a hoppy weed ale. I really don't like Gumball Head. I, I think it's too skunky. I don't like – I'm not a huge fan. It's really grassy. It's really big for a wheat beer, in my opinion. I, I like, I'd almost say I like 312 better just for the style. Honestly, I don't know if I can argue with that. Like, I really don't care for Gumball Head. It surprises me that they bill it as a wheat. It's so yeah. hoppy. It's yeah. so skunky. Yeah. 
But um, I mean, but that's still like part of that like craft beer explosion when like IPAs took mm-hmm. off and everyone loved them and like mm-hmm. like stuff that was coming out of the West Coast, which which was at one point the forefront of brewing was like there's now like a specific West Coast style IPA. Okay. And to me, it's just like great you've overhopped an IPA, <laughs> which is like great you've overhopped a pale ale. Great you've really overhopped a pale ale. Yeah, and my dad loves that stuff, and I like I try to recommend like I recommended three or uh, Alpha King to him one time when he came to visit, and he was like, "This is incredible." And I was like, "Yeah, right." And then he had like some other double IPA that he liked more, like yeah. Arctic Panzerwolf. Dread, was it Three Floyds? It wasn't Three Floyds. Oh. I don't think. And I love their, like, doubles. Like, Dreadnought is still one of my favorite beers. I think he has beers. had Dreadnought. I fucking love yeah. Dreadnought. But, like, right time of the year, right place. Like, yeah. I like it in the fall. I think that it just feels so, like, the tongue feel is so weird for me. It's like, it's fuzzy. too, like, sharp and almost, like, piney. Yes. Like, like it's, like, needly almost. Yes. Yeah. I don't I don't need that, that out of a beer. I mean, I'm also, like, you also obviously, like, uh... Like, sharper sours than I do, too, mm-hmm. so. Um, oh, God, that dino s'mores is tasty. I haven't even. I was trying to. Smell it. Try and smell it, like, off the nose. Like, you really do, like, <sighs> get, like, the graham cracker amazing. and, like, a little of the vanilla and, like, marshmallow Definitely at chocolatey. the end. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And this is one of the ones I wanted to start with the blood orange because that, like, typically those styles start. Mm. Yeah, right? So marshmallowy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It really does. It. I can see why they bill it as a marshmallow stout as opposed to, like, a chocolate stout yeah. or, or yeah. vanilla or anything. Well, there's a bunch of breweries doing it. There's another one in the city called Pipeworks that – Oh, ba- I'm familiar with Pipeworks. Yeah. They basically put out a response beer mm-hmm. called uh, – I think Pipeworks is S'more Money, S'more Problems, if I'm not mistaken. That's also big fun in the craft brewery world. Oh, it's like, yeah. all, I mean, we've been just rattling off gems. <laughs> yeah, it is pipe works. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, it's uh, more money, more, it's more problems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another brewery, uh, microphone brewery, that does a coffee arrow called Smells Like Bean Spirit. Of course there is. Like, I mean, freaking Hansen has mm hop. Yeah. Like, yes. Well, ugh. <laughs> uh. Have Which got, I don't know. I haven't had it. So I was going to say, have you gotten your hands on an mop? I have not. So it I will. Could be all right. I will not pass judgment <laughs> yet. But as a guy who loves puns and beer and hates Hanson, you're kind of over three. <laughs> I also haven't had any of my beer friends be like, "Dude, it's it's actually really good, man. Right. You got to go out and get it." Right, 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 right. Uh, so. You, I feel like you've hopped around a decent amount from, <laughs> hopped around, <laughs> from, like, bar to bar. Yes, since, I have. Since those small <laughs> bar days. Uh, what, let's, like, I guess, I definitely want to hear about, like, what your favorite, like, if you have a favorite, like, genre among all these different types of beers that we've been talking about. The one that really, like, you try to seek out, like, the ultimate blank or or anything like that. No, not necessarily. And it also, it's changed. Like, sure. flavors changed. Like, my taste has changed. Like, the market has changed itself. The seasonal. Yeah, I. that's one thing that I really do, is I really do drink seasonally. Okay. And that, like, um, I love, you know, like, stouts and porters and, like, warming, you know, brown ales and stuff in the mm-hmm. in the winter. And then, like, 
coming into the spring, I get into more like saisons and gozas and sours and typically stuff that's like a little bit brighter summertime pilsners super light uh sours creeks even and then in the fall like straight back into like double ipas and like ipa i mean that being said like if there's a great ipa i'll drink it anywhere if there's something that's like man i had a really good chocolate peanut butter stout a bunch of times this winter the four hands total uh, absinthe of light is just amazing. What's it called? Total absinthe of light. Total absinthe of light. Yeah. Is it chocolate? Absence. Chocolate peanut butter stout. Total chocolate of peanut light. butter milk stout. It's that sounds amazing. Amazing. Um. So I mean, no. I mean, there's crazy Belgian stuff. Like I'm in a weird beer trading th- thing on Facebook. And the really yeah. There's like weird Belgian stuff. Uh, like you, as in you, like in the group, someone would be like, "Hey, I have a sixer of these. Does anyone?" Yeah, yeah. So it's like four trade, um, uh, two thousand fourteen Goose Island Proprietors Blend, which is like their coffee Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. Love it. And it'll be like four trade two thousand fourteen prop, uh, ISO or individual seeking out, and then like will list a bunch of stuff that he's looking to get. That's so like, funny. Like, I'm trading this. I want all these. Who's got what? That's really funny. Yeah. It's great. I mean, like, it's so nerdy, too. And it's that like. That is really everything <laughs> you just said. I was like, that is its own language. Yeah, no. That I, is yeah. absolutely its own language. And it really is. And sometimes people will even post in the thing, like, can we start writing out uh, the full names of beers. <laughs> and one guy was like, dude, if we have to write out the full names, you don't have it. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, I guess I understand, but it seems like you would know what they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Either, you know, and you have it and you can train for it or you, you don't, don't know. know. Now, you know, <laughs> person. Yes. Uh, okay. Well then, um, but you, yeah. oh. you know, go, I was going to say like, there are always like, Belgians like Cantillians that might be that's just a specific Belgian uh that are coming over or like certain stuff that maybe you can only get like that's for sale at the Trappist brewery that someone might bring back and Damn. like yeah there's like like the dinosaurs that we're drinking now they did a coffee version that was only for sale at the brewery uh. and like oh no they put it to distribution excuse me um but like limited release stuff, like right. stuff like that, sure. where it's like, oh, I mean, even uh, even just uh, Bourbon County Stout, like you mentioned before, like yeah. that shit goes fast. Like you can't get yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. Um. So I, I get that in terms of small batches and uh, and things like that. Do you feel like you have a fruit a few breweries that are like front runners for you right now i know we've talked about how much we both love off color before I mean, this and today and yeah i'm there's a reason why i wear an off color hoodie like <laughs> six days out of the week yeah um yeah i mean i really love off color uh there's one that's not in this area but russian river does Never even heard of it it's in the russian river valley it's up north about 45 minutes north of san francisco they do amazing shit like all of, like, Three Floyds is great. They're, like, Three Floyds out west. We have Three gotcha. Floyds here. Three Floyds does great stuff. But, like, um, Russian River is really known for their – they have Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Younger. Oh, and, I've heard of those. And then all of their sours are also very well regarded. The Asian Supplication Consecration 
desecration, I believe it is. Wow. Uh, yeah, they have a bunch of them. Um, there are certain breweries that are just spitting up fire. That's awesome. And, like, like anything they touch, you're like, yep, got to get I that. I want that. <laughs> yep, Cigar City, got to get, gotta get me some of that. What was the off-color beer that you brought a few weeks ago that was uh, matcha inspired? Oh, the, the Wari. Yeah, yes. yeah. That was another one that was hot fire. So good. Yeah. And it's, like, it was inspired by some, like, Aztecian, like... Yeah, it's an old Peruvian style, I guess, that's, like... And it is matcha. <laughs> Did I remember? Chitza. Chitza. Yes, Chitza-style brew. That's with, so cool. Yeah, with purple corn and lactobacillus and and the the beer was like the color of like a knee-high soda like it was like bright pink yes yes for those of you in the north it's bright pink (laughs) (laughs) is knee-high really that regional is that what you're going for yeah yeah Uh, i'm from ohio and we didn't have knee-high that shit didn't make it north of the river (laughs) that was just the Oh, no, no, no. I got it. (laughs) Clear bottled colored thing that I could think of was like, it didn't look like a beer at all. It was like straight up pink. Yeah. For all you Michiganders out there, that's about uh, two (laughs) shades lighter than a rock and rye. Think like light Fago. (laughs) Yep. That's what a rock and rye is. (laughs) It is? Okay. (laughs) And that's all stuff that I didn't know shit about before I moved here. So, like, I I understand that that's super regional. Um, I I had never heard of Fago before I moved to Chicago. Like, we didn't have that shit in South Carolina. It used to I don't know if it still does. It used to come in three liters like that's why you got it it was like 99 cents for a three liter of moon mist (laughs) which is like their mountain dew right right god that moon mist red Ugh. still my heart red yeah so it's like mountain dew code red of fago soda yes gross it was so good (laughs) there was a period in my college career where for one reason oh they had i know what it was they had (laughs) um we had like a main dining hall and then a supplementary dining hall where you could get like chick-fil-a and moe's and like other like better food um but it was like a different food point system and you could just like pay in cash if you wanted but they had bottled sodas in there and they had code red so like (laughs) before like improv shows or like closing nights of shows we would usually like go over there like we'd eat in that part of the uh dining hall mm-hmm. um and i'd be like i think it's gonna be a code red night yep. like and that just yep. became like shorthand for like this night's gonna turn up <laughs> <laughs> where like i just like come back to the table and be like code and somebody else would be like code red night like <laughs> code red. i didn't want to say a head mind in my bag <laughs> right? but code red night there's this wonderful picture uh from my college days where um I, on one of said Code Red nights, I am in the foreground, and I have an empty bottle of Code Red over one eye, and the <laughs> other one is just, like, as bloodshot and drunken as it could possibly, and, like, glazed. <laughs> and in the background, my uh, former roommate, uh, who, like, followed me up to Chicago, um, is, like, standing on a chair because she just won her, like, sixth beer pong game. The guy <laughs> that was her partner is, like, halfway fallen over next to her. Like there's, there's just like calamity. All oh, somebody's like sitting on someone else's lap. Like yeah. it's just the most fucking college party picture in the world. <laughs> and when we discovered it the next day, we were like, 
Code Rena! Like, it was like the most perfect summary of everything that you could want from like those drunken college days. Oh, so good. Really, really beautiful. Um, I feel like that's uh, a decent segue into like, we've talked a lot about beer. Yeah. And about really good beer. Yeah. And uh, all, you know, all sorts of fun things where that's concerned. But we haven't really talked much about like, the uh the like party camaraderie aspects of beer drinking, which I feel kind of like comes along with it. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything specific that you can think of to speak to where that's concerned? Like how that's played like how that's a part of your life? The uh, like the camaraderie aspect? Sure, yeah. I mean yeah, I mean like for me all right, so for me specifically, and this will tie into some of the nerd stuff as well, we get like any beer bar worth their salt is going to give the employees a shift drink sure so when they're done like you get something off the faucet so you can taste and know your varieties and do all that but like fuck man after you get done serving or you get done with the shift and it's like you and your people and like you know you just went through like a bunch of bullshit Excuse me. <laughs> it was like you censored yourself. You went through a bunch of bull. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, says there are no mistakes. Um, Only being sexually attracted to your mother, <laughs> which is not a mistake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but like, you get to have a beer with like your people. Like, you know that like. Kelly was slammed in your section and you were able to help her out. Like Ryan didn't have any tables. So you gave him one of yours or like whatever it is like that you can like come together and, you know, like clank a glass and then like sit down and be like, Oh God, that sucked. I had table 32. Tell me that like, it's like war story. Yeah. That they didn't want to have a eat a fish with a head on it. Like, Oh damn. I wish I had that. Right. I had a screaming baby who threw Cheerios everywhere. Right. And then it's like getting back to the bunker. Yeah. And then you, you know, get to have a beer and then halfway through you're like, fuck dude, this Belgian red is really really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Like, and like that, uh, that's really great. Like we have the, uh, I mean like, it's just nice to like sit down, you know, like everyone did the same shit. They dealt with the same bullshit. And then like to just sit down and just start like crushing brews, regardless of how good or bad, just start crushing brews. Right. Yeah. And just like turn, turn the, I mean, that's server culture is so that though. Yeah. it's like turning up after everyone else turns in <laughs> yeah oh yeah well we we just spent everyone we just got you all fucking turned exactly exactly that's why we're in this business yeah people who like money go into banks and finance and shit <laughs> my bartender bro I, I like to i like to help those people unwind and then i have my fun myself yes that's awesome yes. that's great that takes a very specific person yeah and i i enjoy it i really do like uh like i love my job i love being able to like Someone comes in, they're like, oh, I don't know what I had here last time, but I really like Stella. I'm like, cool, we got something better. Try this. Or like, oh, I, I, I only drink High Life. Cool, try this. Like, Or like, hey, man. Here's this horse piss. You'll like it better. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> we'll get back to High Life later. Uh, but I like being able to walk 
threw people like a really nice meal or like you know, really you know like whatever it is like just I don't know what they have going on in their life. I don't know where they came from. I don't know what they're doing, but I know that they came in to sit at my bar and have a good time. That's awesome. And like like if it's dumb jokes or like serving great stuff, like whatever it is, like I really I really like like seeing people be like, "Oh, fucking drunk. I'm going to get out of here." Brian, Hooli, you're awesome. Great, Later, Brian. Great job, yeah. man. Thanks. Coming back, bro. I can imagine that you would just be a dream where that's concerned. Like, uh, that you, between your knowledge of all the beers and your, like, fun-loving, you know, improv nature, I just can't, I can't see a better, like, uh, and especially, like, you, I'm sure, after this much time spent behind a bar and slinging beers, know how to just, like, shut things down and like not necessarily not literally like oh, shut the no, bar down but no just, like but yeah like uh i had two gentlemen this is a great one i, I love this two gentlemen come into my bar uh, uh and like hadn't gotten them anything yet and the first one's like hey sweetie um can we talk about your biceps real quick i was like all right guys my name's brian that's how we're gonna address me from here on out going forward and be Yes, we can. Uh-huh. Uh, straight, sassy, and nice arms. You are just my type. Uh-huh. And if you were a woman, you might be my type. Have we had a chance to look at the menus yet, guys? Uh-huh. And it was just like, nope, nope, nope. Here's what's happening. I'm in total control behind my That's bar. That's great, though. But, like, I mean, obviously he responded immediately to that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he knew what he could get away with. He knew what he couldn't get away with. Like, yep. And then they stayed. They were industry. We had a great time. Of they course. tipped me super well. Yeah. And it was like, and the idea of you being like... First of all, I'm a person, but second of all, yes, we can talk about my arms. Like, I'm sure they ate that shit up. That's amazing. That's great. That's so funny. It's all that and, like, dumb shit. All right, guys, here's your food. Is there anything else I can get you? Salt, pepper, you know, ketchup, enriched uranium, anything? And they're like, enriched uranium? I don't know. Maybe you want to build a bomb. I'm not here to ask questions. I'm here to provide things for you. (laughs) That's great. I love that. Yeah, just like dumb little quips. And I'm sure it's easy to read, like, who's up for that and who's all business. Fuck yes. (laughs) Fuck yes. My favorite, though, I worked. I spent a year in uh, fine dining, and I worked at the restaurant inside the Barney store. Oh yeah, which, that's when I met you. Yeah, well, not there specifically, no. but the, that you were working there when I met you. Yeah, and it's like super stuffy, oh. real pretentious. Like it's a fucking. It serves twenty eight dollars salads. You know what I mean? Like fuck just that. like. But, like, I still brought a lot of the, like, approach and zeal and enthusiasm, like, arms behind my back wearing, you know, white shirt and black pants, but being like, great, ladies, we came to drink some champagne, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah, we did. Let's talk about bubbles. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. That's really wonderful. I can imagine that just, like, I'm sure that does wonders for you on the job and off, like, 
just being able to like assess situations. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot of that. I think a lot of the assessment comes from like improv, like That's instantly awesome. reading people, instantly reading body language, situations, and seeing what's happening, and then being like, "Cool, y'all came to party," or like, "You just threw all of your laptops and notes on the table. Like, you're gonna camp out for three hours, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to come to your table twice." I was gonna say, Perfect. "I'm gonna have to refill your waters." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Can I ask, uh, can I ask you a question? Cause this is something that I go back and forth with. I've had this discussion at this question asked at multiple bars, multiple people. Uh, so I feel it's appropriate if I ask you if that's all right, please. Great. Uh, you can only drink one beer for the rest of your life. Every celebration, Every time you're on a boat, every funeral, every wedding, every winter, summer, spring, hot, cold, whatever, you can only have one beer for the rest of your life. Like one uh, Alpha King, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, Dino S'mores. You can only have one beer. What is it? (coughs) The first one that came to mind is one that... I tried to, like, talk myself out of, uh, and it's something we've already talked about, and I just love it. It's inescapable. I love Unibrew's La Fille Mall. Yeah. Like, and I don't care wow. if I would have to get, like, jacked <laughs> if I wanted to drink three beers. I really, like, I tried to be like, well, is there anything that's, no, there's nothing that, like, I I just think I would really miss that beer if I didn't drink it anymore. Like, sure. And there are others like, and like I, I also aforementioned, I love Breckenridge Vanilla Porter. Like those are mm-hmm. just two of my favorite beers overall. And I was like, what about something a little more drinkable? And I just don't think there's anything that I would sacrifice the like flavor and my, my like just sincere love of one of those two beers. Uh, for drinkability, like to just sure. be able to drink like six of them instead of drinking three, you know what I mean? Sure, like, sure, or, sure. Or, or three instead of one and a half, you know, like, right, right, um, right. because I just love it. I just like, I think it's just my hands down favorite beer. That's great. What about you? How do you answer the question? Uh, mine, I, like I said, I've had this conversation a lot. Mine right. is Miller High Life. Really? Ugh, gross. I, I love. hate Miller High Life. There's something, there's just something about Miller High Life in a bottle. You can have anywhere from three to 20 of them and feel all right. See, that's how I feel about Yingling, and you don't like Yingling. I just, I, yeah, I just don't like Yingling. See, I think if I'm going, like, sheer, I almost said Yingling, and if I'm going, like, sheer, volume drinkability and see, and all what, around that's probably yingling that's why i had to go because my initial my initial i was like fuck dreadnought no dreadnought's too big mm. Ugh, gotta switch mm. it up i'm like oh uh off colors 15 feet which is their like smoked wheat beer yeah but it only clocks in at like three percent but whatever it's not like the extra point and a half that i make up for it in nah. my life but like every wedding every time i'm on a boat like I'm not going to want to crush a stout on a boat in the middle of summer. No way. Like, and that's what's – that definitely steered me away from por- from the porter. Yeah. I think – Yeah, because when you go, you go back home to visit in the south and talking about August, you I ain't, ain't going to want to – I ain't going to want to drink. 
a dark bed. <laughs> but it's 88 degrees outside. <laughs> As you know, we've been uh, watching the fourth season of House of Cards. <laughs> so I've been doing, I've been like slipping into that a lot. <laughs> the other night I said, now I know I'm not good at packing. <laughs> <laughs> like also just such a southern way to like begin a thought <laughs> now nah. i know <laughs> now i know i ain't the most yeah exactly <laughs> i know i ain't the smartest man in the world <laughs> but uh, uh but yeah uh yeah i'm I on high life don't, i am on, i'm on high life i think i and i don't think i'm even girl. that picky about light beers <laughs> i just don't like miller high life that's fair I think there's something about it. It's just a little too skunky. I I'll give like it's cold and drinkable. Yeah. But ugh, ugh. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's an American macro. Like yeah, it's, it, you know, they're yeah. all about the same. Yeah, yeah. People. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. People who are like, dude, I will never drink a Miller Lite. Take a Budweiser. No, Bud Light. Fuck you. Fuck off. I'm not, like, I'm definitely not that person. Uh, You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) This woman who uh, was on a team that was opening for the fishbowl for us at Annoyance uh, for last month um, said recently she, like, uh, she got a PBR, and then she was like, man, like, this is just one of those things where you just accept what you're getting yourself into. And we both kind of like shared a laugh over it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Like sometimes you just want to drink a beer for two bucks, you know? And she was like, there's something about beers like this that makes them taste like they're warm, even if they're cold. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes. And I I had never really heard someone put it like that, but like, that's so true. And I think that holds true for uh, Miller High Life for me. There's something about like, you could crack open an ice cold Miller High Life and something about it will still taste warm. (laughs) 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 I just, I defy anyone to give me like an ice cold Bud Light that will go down and like finish off cold. (laughs) Yeah. This entire 12 ounces of Bud Light was delicious. <laughs> uh, I will say Bud Light is my most hated really? beer. Like, and it, I'd, oh, I'd it, prefer like a Miller Light over a Bud Light for sure. Oh, I don't care about the taste. It only stems from a bar that I worked at oh, in really? Toledo. Yeah. We had a power hour. Oh, boy. Domestic bottles were a dollar during power hour. Yikes. Sometimes I would bar back, so sometimes I had to sit in a crouched position because they had uh, ice tubs instead of coolers, so I had to, like, sit precariously balanced on the edge of this ice tub Oh my and God. stack nothing but Bud Light oh. for a fucking hour and 15 minutes because you had God. to, like, stack it yeah, before course. you had to stack stock it after to get imagine. it ready. yeah. And it was just like because uh, I'm sure you just couldn't stock them fast enough for people to. For oh, people I mean, to like them. two cases. I mean, like a case Every under time. each arm. You brought it out, and it's just like, nope, throw it in, throw it in, throw it in, throw it in. Fuck. And like, because that's what Toledo likes. Oh boy. So I, uh, there's a a good friend of mine. Uh, we refuse to drink. That's really refuse funny. Refuse to drink. Is there, are there any other beers like that or breweries like that where you just have a stigma associated from working in the industry? 
Uh, definitely Bud Light. Um, no, I mean, all of the, like, there are breweries I won't drink because of certain policies and things that they've done, like, trying to, like, basically, like, shut down or shit on, like, other craft breweries or, like, do, like, some shady shit. So, like, I won't, and they're not worth mentioning because it doesn't matter. So, just do your own research. Yeah. 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 Uh, (laughs) So, there are certain breweries that I won't drink and ones that I just don't enjoy and will never enjoy. I'd be interested to pick your brain about that off mic if you don't want to yeah, 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 put for them on sure, blast. Sure. Just because I'm curious. Yeah. Because I know there was a lot of stink. I mean, there was some stink when Goose Island was purchased, you know? Oh, th- and this has nothing to do with, like, uh, InBev purchasing everything. Right. Uh, and, or, like, Constellation purchasing everything. Or, um, or that's... You're that's gonna, just business. Yeah, you're yeah. going to do what you're going to do. And yeah, like, yeah. I didn't I think they were related, no, per se. I, I can't fault anyone person. who, like, started the brewery out of, you know, one fermenter in their garage, and then here comes fucking Anheuser unloading a fucking yeah. truckloads of money on them, and yeah. then going, fuck it. Of course. Like, it's just like you can't fault, you know, a comedian that you liked for taking a role on a broad CBS comedy. Like... Who gives a shit? More power to that person. Yeah. Like, that that their money is green and they will be in homes. You know, like plural. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, it's I see it in a similar light. Like, yeah. it's still like you did a thing that you love and you became successful for it. Awesome, yeah. good. <laughs> That's and, the goal. And if as the consumer you're all pissed off, don't drink in breath. Just drink small, local, independent craft shit. There's plenty of them. There sure. are craft breweries popping up every five seconds now. Absolutely. Some are shit. Some are really good. Yeah, but you could go the whole rest of your life still drinking incredible beers, only drinking off of, like, small craft brew lists. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there are some that'll never – Three Floyds is never going to sell out. Yeah, They're right. never going to sell out. Right. They've had offers. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't need it. Also, no, like they're they're doing no. They, I mean, they I mean they could make buttloads of way money, more. but like I don't care. They're pumping out metal and playing D and D and not giving a fuck. <laughs> That's so funny. No, they're big like metalhead really? like D and D kids, like freaking like Brian Posehn type nerds. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> like big bearded D and D like nerds. And, like yes. that is that is to me that's just like has Brian Posehn written all over it. Yes, uh, we did great. a we did that's a awesome. we did an event with Three Floyds at my work where we had um, Malort aged Dark Lord. Dark Lord is, like, Three Floyd's big beer. It's their uh, Bourbon County Stout. It's their, oh. like, once-a-year release Russian Like, whenever they do stout. a tap, people, like, flock. There's, It's not. Dark Lord's not on tap. Oh, it's, it's just all bottles? I mean, like, for the most part. Like, they'll have bottle, They'll have taps of Dark Lord, like, at the brewery. Uh. Or, like, maybe they'll go out. But it's a one-day event where Dark Lord's just in bottles. Gotcha. Like, so, we got... Malort barrel aged Dark Lord. That sounds at my work bonkers. Yuck! It was gross. I mean, I'll say it. I don't care. Sucks. Like it kind of added like I was maybe say, a little bit of a grapefruit taste, but it was mostly like, like it would pith worsen and gross. A beer. Yeah. yeah, but like 
beer. Do uh, they even like make Malort in barrels? They don't make that yeah, shit no, in Mal- like oil tankers or something. <laughs> like it's not like a beautiful oak barrel that housed Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> like it's fucking Malort. Yeah. They don't make that shit in like recycling dumpsters <laughs> administered by the city. <laughs> <laughs> One drip at a time, it just comes pouring out the yeah. rusty bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. No, it's wood. It's a wooden dumpster. <laughs> Gross. Uh, but it was like. But, but so the event. Uh, I'm sure the event was very cool. It was that called sounds gross. <laughs> Dice or Die, I think it was called. And like, th- there was and this. this was sh- at Kaiser Tiger? At Kaiser Tiger. It was a huge 20 sided die that you rolled. For like a one in four chance, like one through four was taste the Malort Dark Lord. And then like, you know, uh, like five, five through, through ten, ten was like, get a sticker or whatever it was. We had a fucking line out the door for these people who were like, I have to taste the Malort Dark Lord. Yikes. Malort Dark Lord. I need the Malort Dark Lord. Oh, when did you go to Malort Dark Lord? Malort Dark Lord. Oh, my God. And like we got to we got to taste it as employees. And um, not even everybody who came to that thing got to buy the thing. No, you got to stand in line to roll a die. To try to taste it. Yeah. Yikes. Maybe you had to pay a dollar to roll the die or something. Yeah, that that sounds because we couldn't give it away or something legally. Oh, but we got sure. a uh, we got a barrel of barrel a- or a half barrel, I should say, of barrel aged Dark Lord. Oh. So that's one of the variants that they do. We try to put it up on a uh, on like a. There's a website called Beer Maps that, like, yeah, uh, I've heard of Beer Maps. That bars will put up there, like, this is what we have on tap right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to throw up the barrel aged Dark Lord on there. And it didn't recognize it. It's like, this is not a beer that has ever existed on this website before. Yikes. So, like, we got That's this super rare. That's how rare that shit rare. was. Yeah. Like, that was dope. The more shit, eh. The barrel aged, amazing. I bet it was. Yeah. What kind of beer is it, Dark Lord? It's a Russian Imperial style. Okay. Yeah. I bet it's unreal. It's it's good. It's really good. It's a shame that they ruined a bunch of it by putting it in those <laughs> recycling dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we took Sorry, the same. Uh, we took the same recycling dumpster, as it were, and then put Malort back into it to, to oh. like see if it sucked out any of the Dark the Lord dar- right. qualities to it. And I don't know; it's just sitting in our basement. Oh, really? Yeah. It's still there? Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do with it. That's really funny. That's really really funny. So it's like here's uh, Malort that like kind of has some Dark Lord tones to it yeah <laughs> that's interesting and i'm sure those same nerds will come right back say, like I where's bet, the die to roll it i was just about to say i bet if you marketed that the people would come yeah but oh they'd come in droves <laughs> uh cool is there anything else you feel like you would be remiss to not mention like is there uh some stone that's been left unturned like coming over thinking about oh i definitely want to talk about this and we haven't talked about it no i don't think so i really just wanted to ask you the uh the desert island beer question as it yeah were. i think it's gotta be la fin du monde yeah hey not, not, that's a great choice one of my i think i just gotta go quality over over quantity on that one sure <laughs> i can still drink whiskey right <laughs> yeah th- that was my thought on the high life i'm like mm, there's always powers yeah <laughs> if i need to get drunk there's always powers right right um uh 
shoot. I was gonna add one other thing, but it's it's gone now. I think. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, I think we I think we ran a pretty good gamut of like, what is beer? What are different types? Yeah. What is it like being server? I think we I think we covered good ground here, bud. Yeah. Uh, so something that we kind of touched on when we started talking about like the service industry, uh, and your experience in it, um but can definitely elaborate more on, and I'm sure you'll have great thoughts on it, uh, is this is always the last question I ask. Uh, how do you feel like your love of and knowledge of and passion for beer has influenced you both creatively and then kind of your life in general? I can tell you it's led to a lot of poor, poor decisions. <laughs> It's led to relationships I shouldn't have been involved in. It's really hindered my life in a lot of ways. I, I, you know, now that I think about it, I'm not sure of one good thing that it's done for no me. Way. No way. it's done in a lot of good things. No it's amazing. Way. It's brought friendships together. It's, you know, it's enhanced those relationships. and It's essentially your livelihood. It is absolutely my livelihood. <laughs> um, creatively, not a whole lot. Uh, I mean, like, I've written stuff drunk, and it's garbage. I've improvised <laughs> drunk, and it was even worse. Like... <laughs> like there's no have you improvised just like shit canned oh blackout drunk my really? conservatory class did a show once in a bar <laughs> ask paul about this oh when, i absolutely will <laughs> when paul ate the sandwich like we were god what was it, it was up at the spot up north and like you were in conservatory with paul yeah 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 that's really funny yeah. i think i I think he's told me that before. I knew you guys knew one another, but I don't think I remember that it went back to fucking conservatory. Yeah, like someone had to eat a sandwich on stage. Like everyone was just shit house, and it was just like just the worst of all experiences. Yeah, Paul's told me a couple of horror stories about, or I think I've even like seen him improvise when he was chickened before. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Like pre either. Pre-main stage or, like, not main stage associated. I don't want to, like, put him on blast. I've never oh, seen it. Yeah. No, I'm sure he was not wasted during a, a main stage. Like, right. But, I, but, you know, people have freedoms. They can do what they want yeah. on their stages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I try not to uh, – I mean, like, you know, I'll write. I'll get ideas down. Like, I've sure. come up with stuff. Like, uh, I think it's great for uh, the arts to start to go out and explore once you've had a couple, like – Get some of the different creative juices flowing. Think of things operant or different ways and just, like, get the ball rolling. Yeah, right but drunk, get it sober, right? the ball, <laughs> you need to be sober. Like, sure. like, cool, get it going in this direction then be like, oh, okay, it actually – mostly that direction, <laughs> but kind of turn it towards the left a little bit. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Being yeah. a full-on drunk only works for a couple of people in this world. Very, very true. Like, even Hunter S. Thompson needed to balance out his whiskey with cocaine. <laughs> Ain't dead to oof. I was just about to say that, like, I feel like most people who are, like, quote-unquote or, like, self-proclaimed functional drunks are the ones who, like, be, like chemically balance that shit oh yeah 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 uh what's your like do you have any uh like 
oh, I don't like improvising if I've had more than two kind of rules, like, or anything like that. Because some people just, like, don't like improvising after they've been drinking at all. I mean, yeah. No, I, if I notice that I'm buzzed, if I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, I've had no too more. much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, depending upon what it is and the style or anything. Case by case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, l- later shows, different shows, like, you know, do I have a Red Bull before the show? Which, not that that's whatever, but I feel like somehow mitigates. Oh, I not mean. Not that it necessarily does, but like. That if, would definitely affect how I entered a show, like, in terms of yeah. my talkativeness or yeah uh, energy level. i'm also a high energy fool so it's not like yeah. I necessarily it's not like you're gonna have a few beers and then be like Whoa. like you're, yeah. ju- you're gonna come out and just be as like Bring! yeah boisterous and uh, yeah as ever yeah that's awesome um yeah so i i think it's a great place to start but definitely don't go through the whole process in it and like Sprinkle one in every once in a while. Who gives yeah. a shit? We're all adults. Yeah. Assuming you're over 21, please enjoy. <laughs> we card hard on MBSing. <laughs> we card hoard. Uh, I think I've only had one guest who was under 21 at the time of their recording. Um, and now she's 22, so she's legal as fuck. but also my show's been around long enough that i've had someone who was 20 19 or 20 when i when i had them on the show and now they're 22 and that is kind of crazy to me that's awesome (laughs) that's really awesome she was a very early guest uh but still yeah i mean this will be episode 149 Mm. i wish i had a Beer reference to work into that. Yeah, I know it doesn't really it, it doesn't really work. I mean, Miller sixty four. Like, where where are the other numbers where beer is concerned? Uh, this is the Highway one twenty eight oh, session God. beers of Blood Orange Goza. Yeah, we were so close. That and, and a Miller sixty four <laughs> minus half a. <laughs> uh, I don't know, fifteen cube of fifteen foot. 15 feet, yeah, minus the 15 feet. <laughs> there are enough beer numbers, I'm sure. Three Floyds times. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Well, thank you so much, man. This has been such a delight. Uh, I had been looking forward to grabbing you when I realized that it I had been remiss to not have you on up to this point. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me and letting me, you know, expound about beer a little bit. Of I course. fucking love it. Of course. Like I said before we started recording, I was kind of like it had been on people's short lists before, but it had never actually gotten talked about. Nice. Thanks. You're I, welcome. I love you and I mean that. Mm. Right back at you. Love you too. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.